Hello and welcome back to the Christian Tetzka series. I say series, it's uh, really only a two-parter and this is the final instalment. Nonetheless, thank you so much for all the support you gave us. Um, we asked for a bit of love for possibly landing one of the biggest guests we could have had on the show and, well, you far surpassed our expectations. Loads and loads of lovely messages, um, so thank you so much for that. As promised... Here it is, on a Friday, as a treat, the second part of the founder of Hyrox being quizzed about anything and everything that came to our minds and, well, the questions that you had for him when I reached out on socials and asked if you had any questions. So what do we talk about? Well, I think Christian said that there's a genuine chance Hyrox might be televised in future and that they are working on a new documentary. And it will feature more regular folk. So uh, Ben actually has a genuine chance of being cast in uh, this new documentary and being one of the new faces of High Rocks. Um, what else? Well, location-wise, boy, that is a cracker what his dream location is and what he's working on. Um, very similar to uh, what his dream athlete would be. And uh, makes sense now that you think about it. But uh, nonetheless, I won't give any more away. It's a fantastic listen. I hope you enjoy. Roxone in. See you in the next one. Sorry. One big thing that I missed, chaotic as always, Christian did actually give us a Roxone exclusive on a very interesting piece of information regarding the relays and what's going to be happening with them in the World Championships. So stick around to the end and uh, enjoy. We're back in. Is <laughs> that episode 23 now? Yeah. Can I say welcome to episode 23? Yeah, welcome to episode 23. I'll be right on. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, well, sorry for making everyone wait. It's been 20 seconds for us. Um, <laughs> so it's not been that bad for us. But yeah, like a time we've, we, we've, yeah. Got, we've got the best guest ever so far. So we're going to have to milk everything out of this, okay? Um, so, I think let's kick this second episode off with talking about the documentary that came out earlier in the summer. Yeah. So, it was called yeah. The New Sport of Fitness Racing, The High Rock Story. And, I mean, to put it plainly for everyone who's not watched it, it had that real big production feel, America, fuck yeah, I'm going to sign up to the next one and qualify for the World Championship kind of like vibe to it. Um, how did how did that come about? Well, okay, we it was clear we need to do that because we have to tell people our story. I mean, all the people that are not signed in for races yet or have not heard about High Rocks, etc. Because we want to grow the sport, we want to grow the community, and a good thing always is a piece of like a documentary or a video or pictures where people see really what's going on. No, well then, and you hire a production company and you sit down with these guys, how do we do it? Uh, apparently it was clear it will be around, we're using the World Championships to do that. And uh, yeah, they did a good job. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always very critical and I think we, we, there's still room to improve, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a good product. And it, it, the idea was to 
in the end, it's like the people. If people see this, that have never been to any event or whatever, that we want that they watch these fifty-two minutes and they think I should go to one of the events. I should try this out. I mean, that's what we want to achieve, right? And uh, yeah, and a little bit, of course, a little bit telling the story of what we do right now also that there is a lot of passion behind the product and we there's a lot of thinking why we do things and uh, of course you can always do things in a different way but uh, we, we try to create the best product for, for all of you guys out there yeah it was it was fantastic to watch it gave me the willies I was like this is incredible I want to go to the gym right now yeah. um, the what was very evident in it was that the idea of building personas in the sports and actually sort of elevating like building people that uh, viewers can associate to and say, you know what, I'm going to try and go on a journey similar to this as well. What sort of role is that taking on at the moment? Is there a wider play to make bigger personalities within High Rocks? Also, yeah. can Ben be one of those personalities? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're, a small, we're a small three personalities right here. No, 100%. Uh, when you build up a brand or a product or whatever, you, of course, you have the logos and you have the community, but you have... You need faces as well, which you always a little bit can put up in front and you can send to podcasts or you can send to TV shows or... And I mean, apparently, we it's a little bit our dream next step that we create a little bit our own stars on the highest level. Mm-hmm. Great characters that are ambassadors for the sport. Uh, and But we have such a great community, so we're also looking for the great stories of people that do extraordinary things, which doesn't mean necessarily they're winning their age group or the races, but whatever the obstacle was, or, or they're just giving everyone a great vibe. Or, um, so it's definitely the goal to find these people and help promoting them a little bit, yeah. Mm. On that note, on the TV kind of topic... Is there any goal for High Rocks to be televised, perhaps for like the world champs to be? I'm, I'm kind of thinking like like CrossFit does, right? Where they're they're highlight their CrossFit games. So the equivalent being the High Rocks World Champs. Is there going to be like a, a YouTube coverage for that, where you almost have this overly Americanized like, and here's an athlete spotlight, and then they go to like their person's home, and they give like this whole backstory of like. I can't live without high rocks. Um, it is my higher calling. Is that is that thing? <laughs> <Great place. laughs> yeah. Um, is is that in in the cards at all? Yeah, totally. Uh, so medialization is a big thing we we are working on and thinking about. Um, and there will be a lot of interesting innovations coming up this season. So first of all, we will have three elite races like we did in Las Vegas uh, the upcoming season. So the European Championships and US Championships and World Championships, of course. For the for the top 15 men and women, we will run them in the same fashion. So like the stadium kind of competition. The reason is to make it really spectator-friendly and these three events will also be broadcasted live, or produced wow. live. And live live, I mean really... And then, but I can't tell you now where you can watch it. So it will be either streamed on an OTT platform or YouTube, or maybe we convince even the linear channel like BBC or whatever to pick it up. Wow. Um, that would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, which is not depending on us. We can only produce a great. 
product and, and format. Uh, but I'm knowing this business a little bit. I want to see it first. Oh, the quality really is right and, and mm. works out, etc. But maybe for the World Championships in Manchester, it might be already a different story. Uh, right, because you'll have country. the Europeans and yeah, the Americans. Yeah, they see this. And then uh, the other part is that we think about maybe producing something like a magazine show like like every month, which is more what's what did happen last month, mm-hmm. what new training method ideas, uh, talking about nutrition, uh, whatever, equipment, different aspects of, of what's going on. Uh, so is that a written written format? Or, or is it a, a, a series of like through uh, social media platforms? Is that an idea that it's a, yeah, yeah, a typical magazine? Yeah, it will be released every month. And it's like, like whatever, two experts in the studio and they have guests and they talk about, like that's maybe a podcast. Oh, wow. Which Just is like this. <laughs> somehow it's a podcast with more people and it's your film, right? And then, but there will be like maybe some sequences from the last events. Mm-hmm. And of course we will do a flashback from mm-hmm. what the last eight events, last months, whatever. Like, but this is, we're thinking about that, and and very likely there will be another documentary coming out at the end of the season, which will be, first of all, I promise it, myself or Mo will not be that prominently a part anymore because that was something they thought we have to do it for the first one to ex- tell our story, but we don't want to be the people that are always standing in the in the limelight, so that's not really what we are and that's, we don't think this is our role. So the next one will be purely around athletes uh, that, and we will follow them on their journey throughout for a longer time so that you can really follow a, a certain group of athletes throughout the journey of the whole season with all the up and downs and, and maybe on the way to the Manchester World Championship event in the end. And, um, and would those only be like the elites, like the Hunter no, McIntyres, no. or would it be like average people like Tom? Yeah. We will mix it. That's <laughs> right. No, we will mix it. Exactly. We will be a mix of the elite guys and, and girls, and, and but also very average people. And maybe also failing and not even, maybe not making the qualification for the world championships or whatever, but... Which you don't know beforehand, right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, no, it will be a mix of, of everything. Hmm. And speaking of the elite athletes and something that was touched on in the documentary was this kind of flirting, uh, was mentioned a couple of times, but like flirting with the idea of creating higher, or, like essentially getting higher rocks into um, events like the Olympics and, and other kind of big, big or yeah, the Olympics is like the best of the best. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's like yeah. you can't get much better than that. So, so um, yeah, you know this thing called the Olympics. It's been around <laughs> for a few for a few thousand years. Um, but the I guess like especially given Hyrox is a is a privately held company that was founded, and you have this concept, and and I guess taking it from from that to the Olympics like how does that is that is that your ambition like how does that how do you see that happening panning out yeah no we are not like have like a clear game plan that we want to be part of the Olympics and this is our roadmap and and we have to now do this and that for the IOC to consider us and we luckily my partner Mo first as you might know has won two gold medals at Olympic Games and a bronze medal and it's, it's a very has a very good relationship to Thomas Bach, mm. 
Mm. So the you IUC president to have in your team. Yeah. And <laughs> he, they were talking about High Rocks at some point, and he promised us to come out to one of the events mm. uh, at some point, <coughs> which will be quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, other than that, no, we are not thinking really about it. But I've, I mean, look, <coughs> if you look at the way how the game, Olympic Games are changing a little bit, so all the sports they are putting into the program, they apparently are looking for <coughs> new trends and new mm. movements. Well, yeah, that's that's talk, very popular. Let's talk about uh, esports, uh, yeah. like joining up. I mean, I fucking hell, if you can you know, be, be an Olympian while playing Call of Duty, then surely you can be an Olympian doing a high rocks race. Maybe that's... That's an interesting question, but you have to ask the IOC if that's a bit too much for them, because that's not really a classical physical activity, but, um, but they definitely have to think about that. Uh, and look, fitness is the biggest movement in the world. There's nothing, if you take just gym memberships in any, everywhere, there's no sport that is, can come up with similar numbers. So, and CrossFit started it. We are now picking it up to the next level that instead of I'm going to the gym, it becomes more and more a sport with, mm. with events, with everything that the sport has, right? Mm. And uh, I think then it's just a matter of time before even like the Olympic Games cannot just not look at this whole mm. thing and maybe consider it, is that something we should integrate into our program? But look, it's no plan, it's... <clears throat> but. That's maybe the same thing what, what you said in the earlier, at the beginning of the podcast. You never expect this and some, maybe sometimes it's coming and you are like super surprised that it's like how fast Hyrox is already growing. So we, we never know. So because, I mean, you guys started it in 2017 and five years later, it's growing at an exponential rate. Um, I'm kind of curious to ask, like, what, what do you see your role as in this in the company as it as it continues to develop but you mentioned you guys want to you, you don't want to be necessarily kind of having so much spotlight on yourselves as the founders i guess what where would you i guess yeah what 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 does your role look like in two three five five years time from now no well i will continue to be like the, the ceo of the company and uh, of course, we have a very clear structure. We have a leadership team of eight amazing people that run America, that run the UK, that run all the markets, that do the, the race direction, Mintra, and, 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 and all these people do all, everyone is contributing to the success. Uh, my role is a little bit depending also on age and experience a little bit. Uh, I, a little bit, so I'm developing further the whole concept of Hyrox, which is not the event mm. concept anymore, but as you said, where do we do, how do we grow the world championships, how do we do more regional championships, we have the vision that we have like one regional championship for every continent at some point, mm. uh, and another part of what I'm involved is, is the whole yeah, business development, and of course, a very high priority for me is the moment to internationalize the Hyrox more, so going into all the new markets and finding the right people and the right uh, partners to, to launch Hyrox in more countries. Uh, on that note, what would be your dream location? Yes, great question. Dream market that you could be like, you know what, 
I'd love to be in Iceland. Oh, you mean just which country or yes, yeah. individual location? or Be as specific as you like. It's I have, location wise, I have one dream, oh, which is on. not just, uh, not only a dream, where there's really something going on. We're working on that. This is to do one Hyrox event in the ancient Olympic Stadium in Athens. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. That would be a real It would be ultra crown. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's so this cool. marble, yeah. very weird shape. It's like. A very, I think it's an 800 meter track, but it's very narrow. And yeah, it's, so that's iconic. I think yeah. it's the birthplace of the Olympic Games of, of, of athleticism. If we can hand, if we can have an event there, would be that would be super super iconic from. That, that's and it would be an outdoor event, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be a strong statement to the IOC to say we're in your own birthplace. Yeah, so. yeah we're in your backyard right now. Um, Please. <laughs> now we're talking to the to the authorities about that. We have a, a partner in Greece, but it's a very very long process because they never had any event in this Olympic ancient Olympic stadium except the finish of the marathon mm -hmm. of the Athens marathon. But they want to open it up a bit more. It's it's just a museum right now. You can watch yeah, it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's a little bit one of the dreams I have. That would be incredible. I guess like. Obviously, you guys are working as hard as possible to do that. I mean, just a shout out to the community. If anyone, I'm sure everyone does want to see that happen. So, like, let's see if we can excite everyone to be like, right, if there's anything you can do or know anyone there, let's try and make that happen. So, um, we remember in episode three, we said we had fans in Greece. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're speaking to you now. This is yeah. episode 23. Fans in Greece, we're calling you out. It's time for you guys to shine. Yeah. So, no, but then there are. Very interesting also other news coming up in the next four weeks for this upcoming season, mm -hmm. which is also one thing I can't talk about mm. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's, that's also very interesting. It's a little new aspect to Hyrox as well. Ah, I have something I really want to share, but I can't share it. Excellent. Um, new aspects in the sense of, like, I guess, the... the where we do events, yeah. Where you do mm. the events, okay. Like, which different kind of locations and, mm -hmm. and environments. We'll keep our ears peeled, I guess. Yeah. Um, we've put some feelers out on uh, on Instagram to ask you some questions, and there's been a couple of good ones. So, uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, so, fire. well, quick fire-ish. But uh, someone asked if you could pick any famous athlete, and I'm going to add to this, dead or alive, to take part in a High Rocks event, who would it be? <laughs> um, I, I have. I had to dream. I was working on that as well. Actually, it was Usain Bolt. Oh, okay. But he likes he's apparently a Puma athlete. Oh, yes, yes. Very well. And he's apparently also you know he retired, but and he's doing a lot of fitness right now. Oh, wow. He just wiped the floor with it. But I couldn't manage it yet. <laughs> well, we'll put another call out to the community. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, anyone knows Usain Bolt, three degrees of separation, let's see if we can make this happen. I think they are so... Wow. These guys are so competitive. They... they you think they... Ah, I do this for leisure reasons mm. and blah, blah. They, they don't do this. Yeah. Just... Ah, I just do it. Uh, I think he did, they really he want to win it. Yeah, he, he wouldn't do it, do it to, to, to come second. 
I guess, but I never, I wasn't speaking directly to him. Yeah. But uh, so his management said, ah, "No, it doesn't fit." Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. So, however, yeah. working on that. Hey, you never know. It's the theme of this podcast, right? You don't expect anything, and then all of a sudden, there he is. In exactly. the Olympic Stadium, Usain Bolt. Yeah. Well, that would be quite a story, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, we had another one saying what other exercises nearly made it into Hyrox. We did speak about that in episode one. Excellent time to plug episode one if you've not listened to that. Um, that's, that's a very smooth transition. The other question that was asked is if it would be possible to do Hyrox in reverse because you'd still be keeping all the exercises the same you don't start on a ski erg, you go straight into the 100 warbles. But what's the point? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, look, you don't run, you don't do triathlon in a different order. Just to do it mm-hmm. once okay, for the sake order. of it. So, so is that... Why? Well, it's because, of course, you can do it, but I think a real beauty, and it's a very interesting question because everyone from the fitness community which I have to say if it's about events it was so far only CrossFit mm. everyone's saying ah you have to change the event every time and you, mm. well, you're not changing the event all the time and it's it's so boring you know exactly what the event is about and I said well almost every successful product in the world of sport is based exactly around that narrative mm. you know exactly that you have to run 100 meters yeah. And, it, it's, and not longer, they never changed it to 80 meters or 110. It's 100 meters. Why? Because it, it, it's, it's an amazing, to, powerful tool, this tradition, and that you can compare times over, such, over a long time, and you have world records, and you know really now someone did something that faster than everyone has ever done it before in, in human mankind. And that's why Usain Bolt is one of the most well-known person on planet on planet Earth because he was running the hundred meter faster than everyone else yeah. ever did it before. So I believe that this makes it super super strong. And Hyrox is dramatically more complicated and more aspects than hundred meter running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and people train their life to run hundred meters faster than other people. Mm-hmm. So. Here, there's so many aspects included to really find out what is possible, mm. and which is another question people sometimes ask me, what I think will be the fastest time we will see in 10 years. And I have to say, I, did, I couldn't believe, I thought f- 55 minutes we will see in five years, from, yeah. five years from now, and then you have a Hunter McIntyre showing up uh, and yeah. doing something which I thought... It's unbelievable. So I actually really believe we will see at some point people doing it like in 50 minutes. Wow. Because if you look at the world record in doubles, they did it in 50, almost 50 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So it is possible. And they had, had to run the eight kilometers. Mm-hmm. It, of course, now you think it's impossible if you have to do all the workouts with pro weights alone. Mm-hmm. But... This is usually the evolution of a sport when it's getting more professional and people, you have kids that start with that sport when they're young and the whole body is built for exactly that kind of test. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's why this will take, the next step will take a little bit longer, I guess. I think it's really interesting in in the idea of 
athletes that start younger and building those sort of as high rocks progresses in time there'll be people that actually do associate it with it for longer periods of time and so are more in tune to it what role do you think partner gyms play in facilitating that like for me one of the things that I look at when I see a partner gym is okay what am I actually getting if I sign up to that gym is it a similar proposition to a CrossFit gym like what what's the sort of strategy with partner gyms it's a very very important part for us we want to we want to be the friend of every gym that's out there in the world but what we want is of course that they pick up the way of high rocks training which we believe is one of the most attractive and most healthiest way to train out uh, that they start to pick this up and establish this into their at some parts in some parts of their gym so into their class programs mm-hmm. And everyone will do this on different levels. So some will have branded corners and where you only do high rocks. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, we even have some high rocks gyms, which is even the name is a high rocks gym, like across the box, where you do nothing else in this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but um, what we want is that they start to establish this kind of training, and and they provide the equipment and the tools. Uh, for that, uh, to their members. Um, and then, of course, they will help dramatically to, to create the foundation of the sport and, and, mm. and to, to build it up. And uh, because the, the gyms somehow so far are our clubs, right? Like in football, you go to, an, you, go, you become a member in the football club or whatever, your kid goes there. Yeah. We need that the clubs are creating that kind of, the gyms creating that kind of club feeling and which I by the way is something which is the biggest missing point of most of the gyms and which was so great about CrossFit boxes because they created this community feeling they created this club feeling I'm or I'm a member of CrossFit Invictus right it's like a statement or you're super proud and you will be for the rest of your life kind tribe I'm, I'm part of that gym with every other gym you have out there, no one cares really. It's more, oh, it's cheaper, or I don't know, it's closer to my. If I move my, if I move to a different part of the city, I change my gym. Yeah. So there's no loyalty, but because why should you? Because they don't do anything for that. Uh, and I think Hyros gives them a great tool to change that because if you go with 100 people, members to one of the events. Everyone with the same shirt and etc. Suddenly, you create a community inside of your gym membership, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they will drive the gym, and everyone will see these people, and they work out together, etc. I think it's inspiring. Yeah. And uh, and some gyms are super smart and pick it up immediately. Many gyms take they need a little bit more time to understand that how how they can use this tool for for their own interest. Mm-hmm. No, for, their, for their business it, it's honestly it's, it's fantastic because it's it's the same sort of trying to build a small tight-knit community of people that also hold themselves accountable and want to socialize as well as train and that's kind of what where we entered it with the pfts is that sort of we would be going along to these because i mean last season there were a lot of london-based pfts and this season it's more sort of across the uk which is fantastic to see because there's a it's reaching far and wide and we're hearing stories of different people coming into the sport. Yeah. But the, the idea for us, I mean, this is where the genesis for our idea for a podcast came was that we, 
we go to these PFTs and then we go out for brunch afterwards and we talk about high rocks and it's like <laughs> yeah. why not why not share this fantastic like moment for us with everyone so like again I think Max mentioned it on the previous episode but thank you again for like creating that sort of um, inflection point for people to yeah. meet like this yeah, yeah. and it, for for me at least I love I loved it when I first came across it because it just created this this excuse to hang out with your friends in a just in just a context that's not well based around going on a night out and feeling really crap the next day it's like you're (laughs) you're you're actually hanging out and connecting and just having a good time just in like a totally different environment and i yeah super refreshing when i kind of found it for the first time last year Yeah, totally i think if you look at how this whole gym and fitness thing is is changing etc i mean for for many many years it was like a super individual thing right Mm. you come you go in with your headphones and you don't take them off and you do your workout and you don't speak to you don't speak to anyone and and then you leave and go home and even you do the class stuff i mean i've i'm testing every gym that's out there if i find the time Mm. and i go out to all these boutique gyms and Mm. it's super anonymous you walk in you it's dark it's music you do your workout and you everyone goes home yeah. You hardly speak to anyone, so there's no community stuff. Mm. And I think that will change because, like I said, we, I want, we want to have rooms that they become our clubhouse mm. or the clubhouse for yeah. all these, dif- these different people. So it's at some point, I, we, have to, we are thinking about also how can we create a little bit kind of comp- competition between the gyms. You know, so you are yeah, yeah, right. you are starting for your gym versus yeah. the other gym, and then oh, wow. you create a little kind of ranking system. Club leaderboards, yeah. even even at well, like world championship, or not even world championships, but any race, like which club? No, every every play? it's every yeah. race, uh, and we are working on a point system where this can make sense. Yeah. It's complex, but. Uh, that's one of the ideas yeah in terms of like competing between things is there ever been a plan to sort of have sort of different nationalities or like in golf for example like with America versus Europe is there any sort of rivalry between that that you're sort of planning on sort of Mm. using to fuel uh, the sort of growth uh, indeed, actually, uh, have, I have great news to announce, which I'm allowed to announce. Oh, <laughs> yes! Um, so, at the World Championships in Manchester, apparently we have the elite races um, uh, with the best 15 male and men uh, athletes. And But for the first time also, we will have the relay World Championships. Uh, and But in Manchester, it will be not not now it will be not a qualifying system with all the age groups like we have with all the other racings uh, we will have team usa versus team uk versus team germany wow, versus team cool, right? and we will appoint a team leader and it's his job to put the best oh, team captain to put the best most competitive team together which can be very interesting because when you start breaking down the whole event as a relay, so you know everyone has to run two kilometers yeah. followed by a workout, yeah. it's fully different. Yeah, you might so have you, a you might have an Olympic rower uh, who is only doing the two parts rowing and skiing and is crushing it, yeah. and they are decent runners still. They're not like super slow, right? But they're ki- they're killing the 
rowing, etc. So maybe we see a very different mix of athletes. That's really interesting, like picking athletes for specific disciplines within exactly. high rocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you think, if you break it down, you come up with something like burpee broad jumps and the way you more have a, a, a pure runner mm. for these parts. Mm. Maybe a stronger guy for sleds and, and the wall balls. Yeah, I've got a feeling that the, the, the time's going to be like sub 40 minutes then. It will Just, be very fast, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Incredibly <laughs> but, uh, fast. But it's two men and two women, every nation. Okay. And I think it will be super, super cool. So we... Uh, yeah, that's a new, a new innovation, and will be the last event of the World Championships in Manchester. Wow, brilliant! Cool. I'm excited. Yeah, very cool. And they will do that also in the stadium atmosphere with the same setup like for Elite 15, so that everyone can watch mm-hmm. that. So, and we will see. It will be probably 30 nations or something. So it will be very interesting. Wow! All at the same time? Or? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, we will it's one race. Me. It's only one race. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will definitely be covering that. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll be there. The Roxanne will be there watching. We'll be running Not defeating. Yeah, alongside. Um, so we're out of time. So um, this has been like fantastic, Christian. Thank you so much for um, taking time to come and chat with us. And it feels like there's just it feels like an evolution. It feels like there's just more. Yeah, you just mentioned the relay. That's, I'm excited to see what happens next year and the the changes that are going to come out the year after that. Um, but we have one question. Which it's probably the most important, very question. important question that we yeah. probably asked on this on on the podcast to date, um, and that question is, when you've done a high rocks, and when you've you've put your you know put your blood, sweat, and tears into it, and you're knackered and you're elated that you finished it, what is your go-to post-workout cheat meal? What's the what's that thing that you crave? <laughs> As the lights go out. As the lights go out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's the meal? What do you eat after a high rocks, after a full of it? What I eat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's oh, your... I'm not allowed to say this here because I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> when I do this, I, I go all in and I yeah. did it and I, I, I live really well like the weeks before. I try to eat healthy and mm. I eat the hor- most horrible shit you can eat, like probably pizza... <sighs> Yes, yes. A good beer. Lovely. Which pizza is it? Bottle of wine, which is (laughs) the worst thing you can do after that workout. Yeah, perfect. But we we need one answer. We need one one beer of choice, one food of choice, and then a dessert as well, if possible. Okay, then I eat uh, pasta vongole. Okay. Okay. The clams. The clams. Yeah, yeah. I... Then don't drink beer. I drink a glass of red wine. Okay, very sophisticated. You want to know the brand as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which vintage? <laughs> the great Formerly a Sierra, a Sierra, La Sierra del Nuovo. It's on a from the Onalaya winery. However, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm not a dessert guy at all. Oh, you need to eat one, unfortunately. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, you have to eat one today. Then it's a tiramisu. I'm, I'm oh, very Italian. We've had that before, I think. Wow. That's a full-on Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very Italian. Yeah. I mean, I say this now, but it's 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 yeah, it's one of my favorite countries and the food, anyways. Yeah, yeah, like. really awesome. And 
Ja, and then a little aperit uh, digestive after that. Like, that is, <laughs> the, yeah. that is the fanciest <laughs> cheat meal I've ever heard. Yeah. That's a great cheat It's great. It is great. Yeah, I think it's, it's very well consumed. I was like Big Mac and fucking pizza. I, I, I very rarely eat pasta or like I try to eat, uh, to eat low carb as much as possible. I don't really eat that much pasta, but I love eating pasta. <laughs> that's why so it's a cheat meal. That's it's why a maybe cheap. I do the events to then have the, yeah. Is it, now I can eat the for, whole for thing three days. I can set up for Christians' love of pasta. <laughs> that's why Horrocks exists. So that was absolutely Thank fantastic. You. Thank you so much. Nothing more from us, I don't think, except to once again say thank you so much, Christian. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here um, in the Hyrox HQ. You've given some fantastic answers and lifted the veil even further than Eddie did. I think we might have a competition for our best oh, episode. This is, yeah. of course, I have to out, yeah. outscore him. Yeah, you've got to outperform him. Listeners. So people, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's honestly... Um, Thank you very much for listening. That's all left to say. Um, if in the future you've got any more questions uh, for Christian, you can reach out to him through the Hyrox team. Or Indeed, yeah. do you have any specific Instagram handle or, any, or anything? The Hyrox accounts. A, what would you prefer? I'm a social media dinosaur. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have an account which I'm not really mm. using. Um, it's it's better. You, I mean, you can always write yeah. me an email or you. you you ask the team and they will forward this to me. Yeah. I'm happy to answer every question. Yeah. We'll push all the work back onto Eddie. So Eddie doesn't have to be part Send of the episode. everything to Eddie. Yeah, yeah. he just gets to take all the brunt of everything. So reach out to Hyrox on Instagram. I'm sure you subscribe to us. As ever, if you have a com- uh, question for us, you can uh, shoot us a message at uh, the Rock Zone. Um, no, Rock Zone Pod. Rock Zone Pod, mate. I'm, it's been a long day. Rock Zone Pod. And also on emails, which I'll also butcher, so I'm not going to say that now. Hello at therockzone.com. That's the one. Um, so, as ever, a little bit of chaos towards the end of the episode with us. Um, thank you again, guys. Uh, the only final, final thing to say now is Rock Zone out. Rock Zone out. Rock Zone out. And now, Christian. Rock Zone now? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.